Amen. The topic for today is how to customize your relationship with God and to benefit from it. What is, why is customization important? What, is, why, what does it mean to customize something to you? Yes. Make it personal. And why is it? Why is that our goal when it comes to any device, any type of experience to customize it? Because that's the only way you can make it real to you. That's real. Anybody else? Cut. Make sure. Expound that for me. Because everything can throw something off, so you gotta make sure everything's set. Suited for you. That's good. Anybody else? Yes. So we said beneficial. What was yours? Uh, Ahmad? To make sure everything is in order. Order, beneficial, and what was yours? Personal. Personal. All of us, depending on what we engage with the most, we've customized it. Um, who all has ever gotten a tailored suit before? Or a tailored outfit? It's tailored because it's tailored to you, right? Um, there's something special about our relationship with God that we can really tailor it to us. I have a couple of points I want to kind of cover real quick. Um, and we're going to go over these four points and we'll be done. Um, but one of the first things I want to talk about, and I'm, I spelled the word your, Y-O-U-R, how to customize your relationship with God. The first point, why, is to understand that God wants a relationship with you, not you being a copy of someone else. God created originals. God never created a copy of anything. The cool, the cool thing about us or the cool thing about God is the first thing that God revealed to us about himself was what? That he's a creator. Why is it significant to us as created beings? That if God is a creator, what, is that, what does that mean to us? We also creators. God created two things in this ecosystem, and those are creators and creatures. <laughs> the difference between us is that creatures are, are, are who they are. Like a dog's going to dog, a cat's going to cat, a lion's going to lion. A giraffe is going to giraffe. The thing about us, we were created to be unique and different. The Bible says that we were created in his image and his likeness. The one thing that was removed in the Garden of Eden was which one of those two? The likeness. We, to this day, the reason why the devil hates us is because we look like God. We're three in one. He's three in one. And when he looks at us, we replaced him. Right. And so the devil's ultimate objective is to get us to be a copy of the system, to be uh, uh, where there is just this blah, just this blur, just this no color, just everyone's the same. Right. And God doesn't want that. God's relationship with me is not supposed to be like it is with you. Now, the foundation of the relationship is the same. Right. But when it talks about the actual engagement is different. How many of us have at least two or three friends? Do you engage all three of them, two of them the same? Depend on who they are, right? So your relationship with your friends are different based upon the type of friend you have. You know, there's one friend that, that is serious. The other friend is silly. The other friend is entrepreneurial. The other friend is just creative. You know how to engage each individual. God is the same. God is saying, I don't want you to be so caught up on the seasoned veterans where they pray four hours a day or or to read 15 chapters a day. God said, I want a relationship with you. 
customize something where both of us can be in unison, where you can grow at your own pace. This is ain't nothing where uh, each of us are running a race the same. Some are faster than others. Other perceive things better than others. Other people like to read. Other people don't like to read. God's sitting there saying that you have to read. People come ask me all the time, do I have to read my Bible uh, 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 14 chapters a day or 15? You don't have to. Sometimes the best type of reading is when a reading is reading you. Sometimes the best experience is taking one verse and meditating on it for about a week or so. A lot of people think they have to be like these in the to whom much is given, much required. Don't get me wrong. A pastor probably should read more. Like someone in ministry probably should read more, should pray more. You're not going to want to be at a church of someone that reads once a month. You don't want to be at a church of someone that only prays once a month. I need you tapped in. <laughs> I, I need if you're going to feed me, I need you to be tapped in what's happening in the kitchen. Right. But when it comes to us, we have to discuss with God. What is it that I want out of this relationship with you? We customize things based upon what we want out of it, right? And so what do you want out of your relationship with God? That determines what you get from it. God is a, a gentleman. God ain't going to force you to engage with him. God's not going to force you uh, um, to spend time. But what he is saying is that there's a benefit in spending time. There's a benefit in really taking the time to see how can I and God develop something special? What do you and God have planned? When was the last time you had a conversation with God and said, God, we're, we're, we're going to go after this? Or, or what is it that you want me to go after? Of? And when God gives you that thing, you're like, okay, now I'm going to take my relationship seriously. Relationship is very key. Me and my wife can be in the same room and be miles apart. Close is not based upon proximity. Close is based upon personal connection. So the Bible says that, that it's in him that we live, move, and have our what? Being. Inside it, all of us, no matter what, can never escape the presence of God. The Bible talks about that if I made my bed in hell, you're there. God's omniscient. The issue is we're just not willing to tap into him. Like, like what is getting in the way of, call, of, of keeping you from getting closer to him? Like, like, what is your relationship with God like? What does it look like? I don't want you to answer that, but what does your day-to-day -day relationship with God look like? I know my day-to-day -day with my wife looks like. I know for a fact, you know, I wake up, um, I, I get ready. And if I walk out that house without kissing both of them on the forehead, I got problems. <laughs> I go in there, I kiss my wife on the forehead, I kiss my baby on the back of the head, depending on where her head is, because, you know, wherever she's buried, now I kiss her and I say, is there anything you need? Before I leave, I don't care if I'm late for school, I'd rather be on time for you. What do you need before I leave this house? Oh, no, I'm good. So then I walk out the door. Then what I do, I touch the top of the door and I say, thank you, Father, for covering them. And I go about my day. Then throughout the day, I, I text her and say, you need anything? You need me Instacart you anything? Because she don't want to leave, leave the house. She's not really comfortable taking a baby. That's a lot right now, right? And so throughout the day, I'm, I'm at least checking in two or three times. Now, on my way home, if it ain't already dinged on my phone, I know there's a honey-do list. So before I even know, I know that she, before she even utters out of my I already know she has something. I remember one time I drove all the way home because I was just zoned. I was tired and I was just like, you know, I'm just I was, you know, how when you drive, you drive autopilot. And I got to the house and my wife was like, oh, you usually call me on the way home. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. She said, so can you go to the, go to the store for me? I said, I could have avoided that if I was staying in routine. That's my day to day. Right. In the nighttime, I don't care how tired she is. I hold the baby for six, seven hours. So I know my day to day with her. The day to day with her is 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 unique, customized between me and her. Now, as, as, as I'm going to give another woman what I've customized for my woman. 
What are the consequences if I take my customized experience with my wife and give it to another woman? That same customer, I'm talking about the same settings and everything. What's going to happen? It ain't going to match. It ain't going to work or I'm going to be outside <laughs> in the rain. Right. You see what I'm saying? Or, or, you know, in my mama's couch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't been there in years, but I'll be there quick right? if I'm not legit. Now, what we have to understand is, is that we have to really think about our day-to-day relationship with God and what does that look like? Because we are creatures of habit. We, we all have habits. We go the same way this way. We, when we go to the store, we're going down this aisle first. So we, have, we are people of habit. No matter where we go, we're people of habits. And you have to examine, is God even in the habitual patterns of your day? What is my customized day-to-day? Uh, we're not talking about, I mean, because every relationship benefits when you invest. God, like I said before, God's not saying, please spend time with me because the universe will collapse. Or the firmament will fall down or 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 the oceans will will be all over the place or the lands will be broken. Earthquakes and famines will open up everywhere if you don't spend time. That's not God. God said I'm already self-sufficient of myself. I don't need human connection, but you need a God connection. And what the devil has designed in our world is for us to be too busy. To be with him. About time we think about God is Thursday. Or if a problem happens on Tuesday, then we'll think of him. But what are the benefits of a customized day to day, interactive, highly engaged relationship? What are some of the benefits from Sunday to Saturday? What are some benefits? Day to day, engaging at a high level, at a, at a, at a, at a relational level. What are some of those benefits? Yes. You don't have you don't have time for no foolishness. That's that's real. Like when you're focused and you got goals and you know for a fact that, you know, you and God are tight. You're like, man, if it, it, this ain't all right. I can't I can't mess with you. I can't flow with you, etc. What's the other thing? What's the other benefit of a day to day developing, customized, engaging relationship with God? Go ahead, Drew. You get comfortable. That's so powerful because when you're comfortable in his presence, like, like no one can get you off of your, your square. Like when you're comfortable, like, you know, for a fact right now, it doesn't matter who comes up against me. Like you and God versus a million people, you still up by 40. Actually, you're up by 40,000. <laughs> Actually, you're up by 40 quadrillion, quadrillion, quadrillion. That's how hard you are. <laughs> that's, that's what it is with God. And when you're comfortable in his presence, nobody can race you. Luka Doncic is, is, is a big guy. He ain't fast. He ain't athletic. But he gets to his spots. You can't force him. You can't rush him. You can't do nothing to him. That man is going to drop you. He's going to drop 40 on you, 50 on you, and you like this guy's big. All right? That's how we're supposed to be. No matter what defense the devil throws at us, we still stay at our pace. Like, like that's what the benefit of being a big person, like like big person. You, you got body. You like, boom, I'm, I'm going to get to my spot. When y'all play ball against me, it's like I'm a big guy. I'm a boom, boom. And I'm going to get to my spot. Right? When you're big in God and when you're a big player in this thing, nobody can force you. Nobody can push you because you got the weight of God's glory on you. Like like he's on you and nobody can push you off your market because you got his glory on you. You got his presence on you. So the devil's like, man, he's going to drop 50 on me today. When the devil, when you wake up every morning 
Is he trying to guard you from the garage? You know, they say when Steph pulls up, you got to guard Steph as soon as he get out of his car. That's how much of a threat he is. Or Steph is such a good three point shooter that you have to almost guard him at the logo. Like that's like the devil's like, oh, he ain't, he, we don't got to guard him. Nah, come, come, he don't got no three. Nah, 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 nah. He's self-checked. Some of us are self-checked Christians. We fumble ourselves. We think the devil owns us. The devil ain't playing no defense on some of us. He's like, oh, he's going to fumble on his own. Dribble the ball out of bounds off his own feet. You see what I'm saying? But when you like that, everybody flipping the page of your scouting report. All right, man, he's 30%. Because they know he's on God's team. And so you have to say, okay, what type of outcome do I want every week? Do I want to be weak at every week? Like, like do I want to be weakened by my week's end? Like, 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 what do I need to do to make sure that I'm strong consistently? And the only way you're going to be effective in this life is if you're spiritually strong. It says, understand that, you're, that God wants a relationship with you, your creative self, your artsy self. Your prissy self, your athletic self. God wants, like some, when you're playing basketball, it's like, God said, meet me on the court. If you're a hooper, meet me on the court. Like, like, like go out there and get to the gym early and just shoot with me. Sometimes you say, okay, God, God's sitting there saying you got to be a theologian with a little, little uh, uh, a candle lit at night. And you got the ink, the little thing you dip your little pen in and you out here. He, you don't got to be that kind of theologian. <clears throat> you don't got to be that type of person that's, that's, that's like that. He's saying, man, wherever you are, wherever, however you are, and wherever you want to be, I want to meet you there. If, if it's in, if it's a prayer closet, if it's, if it's on a basketball court, if it's running around a track, whatever it is, he says, man, implement me in that. Actually implement me and invite me everywhere that you like to be. When I'm at the grocery store, I'll be talking to God. I'm like, man, I can't believe these fools put this in these <laughs> high fructose again, God. That's crazy. <laughs> um, God, you see them honey buns. See, they try to get me, Lord. Like, like, like he knows the grocery store is where I, where I like to vibe with him, you know. Or when I'm in the car, man, drive, I don't even listen to music much. Because I, that's my that's my time with him. I'm on a drive with God. God, you uh, sometimes you almost just want to open. Now you're gonna open the door. Don't be that weird of a Christian. But I'm like God, <laughs> you be like open the door for God. God, get in. And, you know, no, we. I don't want y'all thinking that way. Like, you gotta open the door for God. But 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 when I when I got him there, it's not. It's you, I'm just giving an example because he's here. But it's like, man, God, how you feeling today, man? And that's what's on my heart today, God. And, and by the time I get to my destination, I'm prepared for that destination, right? But God wants it with you, the way you like it, the way you want to engage him. God is not just one way. He wants to customize in the way that he created you. It says, understand that God wants a relationship with you, not you being a copy of someone else. What is what some of the dangers of being a copy? What are some of the bad, bad results to a copier? Not better than the original. Why is the original the best? Because they did it first. They did it first. The cool thing about being an original is that even if I'm speaking like every, even though there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of speakers, teachers, and preachers, there's one way I do it. 
I did a video this weekend. I said, man, if you really want to be successful and, and, and really have income and, and impact in this world for generational wealth and inheritance and leaving it for your children's children, just do something a little different. Like if you just be you, you will find yourself more successful than being like someone else. Because I don't have to be, uh, um, uh, I don't have to have everyone as a fan of me. Listen, if you have an audience of 10,000, you could be successful. All you need, like, I don't think, you know, these restaurants are upset with McDonald's goers. Uh, do you think Ruth Chris is after McDonald's drive through uh, frequent individuals? No. It's a different level. You think Whole Foods care about who goes to Walmart? They're not even advertising the Walmart people. And Walmart people not advertising the Whole Foods people. Like, Walmart not sitting there saying, well, oh, darn it, I wish we had a high-end group. Walmart says, hey, we're not made for the high end. We made for these individuals who who wants more accessibility. So Walmart and Whole Foods are not even in competition with each other. Why? Because they're two totally different entities with two totally different customers. Right. And so the cool thing about you is that there's a group of people looking for you and God is looking for you. God is looking for what he originally made. When you have kids like one day when my daughter gets old and she starts and she starts acting different. Than the Ezzy principles and stuff, that's going to be a problem. We're not talking about like, we're talking about foundational based, uh, basic thing. We're not talking about she can't be who she want to be. But if she start out here just acting, man, I've been a good dad and I've been in her life and she out there hoeing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I a hoe? If I ain't a hoe, why you hoeing? Right? So that's the mentality, but, but it is also my responsibility to make sure. Now, if we allow God to be responsible for us, then the, we won't look like the world, right? And so God doesn't want us to be a copy of someone else because the things, for instance, when you order a package from Amazon, are you shipping it to your neighbor's house? Are you shipping it to a, you just went to the, the uh, address section, just typed a random address and be like, all right, <laughs> no. That's not going to happen. When you move, you change your address so the mail, the new mail, can get to your new home. The issue is, because we're a copy of someone else, someone else get the blessings that was meant for us. Mm. See what I'm saying? So I got to make sure, is this the right address? Is this the right address? And is, is, is this me? Because whatever's looking for me is looking for me. And so when it shows up to you and you're not you, that thing won't be given to you. Your husband, your wife, your college, your career, everything in life is packaged and going to the address that God wants to put you. And, if, and all those things are waiting there for you. But if you're over here, there's a lot of people dead right now on a deathbed right now. And when they meet God, God's going to be like, I had all this for you. I don't want to die and then and God be like, we could have did more. We should have done more. This is what I have for you. And here's everything that was returned to the sender. When, when something goes to the wrong address, it's returned return to the sender. Right. Like, I don't want to go to heaven and all this stuff was returned back to heaven. Return to the sender. God's like, man, this package was supposed to be delivered on May 4th, 2021, but it got returned to sender. What was meant for you today? You got to ask, am I in a position where I'm not there to pick up the package and it's returned to the sender? Number two, oh, how to customize your relationship with God. Oh, you have to intentionally open up time to spend with God creatively to develop your character 
and to be clear-headed. How many times did we counsel meetings that God wanted to have with us? Like, like it is our job to open up time. Why do you think it's difficult for us to create or open up time and spend time with him? Or let me ask you this question. What does spending time with God look like to you all? What does that look like to you all? Yes, Drew. Conversation and prayer. Yep, yep. What else? What does that look like to you all? Yes. Chester. Um, just like cutting every distraction off. Just like, for my example, me personally, just like going to my bedroom and just cutting everything off and just talking to God. Just That's good. Yeah. So, Drew, you said what now? You said uh, conversation and you said cutting off, cutting off distractions. One more. Quiet room. Let me tell you something about God. God's voice is so different that his voice won't compete with anybody else's voice. God said, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna speak to you. Like the thing about God is he'll 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 tell you, right? What happens is God will tell you, I right, I need you to leave here, I need you to go here, I need you to do this. And then the devil sends or demons send all these voices. And then you're talking to God. You're like, why is God quiet? Because God said, I already spoke. <laughs> why I got to speak twice for? When I say let there be light, did I say it twice? <laughs> when I said let there be uh, uh, waters and separate the waters from the waters, and did I have to say it twice? God speaks once because God said, fam, it's me. <laughs> God don't compete. Drew, you said uh, the reason why we're spending time with God conversation. Like, I got I to gotta talk. Like, imagine... Let me name one person outside of God. We're talking about a human being that you wish you had in your cell phone that you can call anytime as a mentor. Who's that one person? Jesus. Jesus. I'm just joking. I'm messing with, I'm messing with, I'm messing with. Who's that one person? Celebrity, entrepreneur, business person, whoever or whoever lived. So they could be dead now. But he's like, man, I, I wish I had a, I had that person on, on, on my phone. Yes. Yeah. And why that person? Um, he, it's just, he's, yeah, different. Like, yeah. Gavin Houston. He's different. So they say he's just different. Who's another person that you said, man, I, I wish that when I called them, they picked up every time and we could talk as long as we want about business, about art, about whatever. Who's that one person that you wish you can call? It could be an athlete. Yes. Donald Why Donald Trump? He got money. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that. He got money. Last person. One other person. We'll start with those two. But think about that. And God is saying, but you got me anytime. God said, I made Donald Trump. I made Gavin Houston. I made, who, I made LeBron. I made Jordan. Whoever it is that you wish that you can call right now. I made them. And you don't want to talk to the one that can get you anywhere. The thing about God is we think that we like I didn't have to brown nose any day of my life. Maybe when I was younger, I was trying to be all whatever. But one thing that I realized when I me and God got real tight was realizing that I don't have to fight to be in any room. There's been situations where I'm in rooms with people and I'm like, how did I get here? How, how am I sitting on the same stage with this person? How is this person calling me? Like, like, like when you walk with him, people want to talk to you <laughs> because there's something different about you. 
And when you open up time with God and you spend time with God, there is a different sauce on you. Like there's a different anointing on you. There's a different glow on you that people want to fly to you, want to come to you, want to talk to you. And that's why we got to say, OK, I got to start talking to God more. God. Hey, hey, let's talk, man. Like, like, hey, hey, what, what you doing? What you talking about? Where you going? You know what you hey. because he knows everything compared to the person. And I think the issue is we're so used to people that are seen that we forget about the one that sees everything. The one who sees everything knows how to get you through the doors differently. Um, you said what? Uh, who was the second person? You said, Cheston, it was to cut uh, to cut things off. If you really want to spend good quality time, like, for instance, when my wife wants to talk, I know, I know I got to put the phone up. Remember times my wife, when I'm on the lap, just for the baby was born because the baby just disrupted everything in a good way. But when I was in the room and I'm working on a book <clears throat> and I'm in a zone, head nodding, head nodding, fingers going, my wife will walk in, don't give a flip about how my fingers are going. She'll walk in, look at me, sit on the couch and start talking. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, and then in early on marriage, she got offended by my face <laughs> because, you know, when you on a on a trail of thought yeah. mm-hmm. and it gets interrupted yeah. and now you're like and they look at you like like you shouldn't have that face on your face. <laughs> but that's the face you make when you're single. <laughs> but when you marry, <laughs> she knows her place. Right. So what I'm saying is, is that. Man, why did I go that? Why I go that way? Um. Oh, cutting things off. I know for a fact, like, and I'm so glad that she got me on that, on that river because now having a daughter, it makes more sense. Like, I'll be on my phone and I'm thinking she's asleep. The baby looking up at me like this. And sometimes she'll look at the phone and she'll look back up. I'm like, you, you that smart already? Like, let me put this phone up, man. I'm going to go ahead and put this white noise on so you can go to sleep and get back on my phone. But, I'm just, but what I'm saying is, is that and a baby knows why you're not looking at me. So when it comes to God, I have, God's going to be like, why are you not looking up at me? Like, this is supposed to be our time. And you on your phone? Like, and we have to cut off certain, we got to create an atmosphere where it's like, when, when I spend time with God, my phone is off. Sometimes my phone's charging another room, like, because I know, ding, notifications go off. I get on, put this on, do not disturb, because it will disturb you. And we are so human that, bing, we go, oh, oh what's the, God, give me one second. And God's like, 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 what's more, <laughs> bruh? I bet you God be doing that. Like, bruh, what you doing, right? The third one was what? You said what, uh, Ahmad? You said, we said cut off, we said conversation, quiet room. <laughs> quiet room. A quiet room is important. So that we can hear, because one thing, like a person who has to yell in a room doesn't have reverence in that room. When the baby's like, you got to yell at the baby because the baby don't know parent. God don't yell. God chill. God's like, you know where I'm at. We can talk when we want to talk. Because when you confident, imagine you having a friend or you a business person, right, Josh? And this mentee wants you to mentor them. Does the mentor chase the mentee or should a mentee be chasing a mentor? Yeah. So a mentor looks dumb checking up on a mentee. No, I'm the one with the money. I'm the one with the ideas. I'm where you want to be. It's a waste of my energy to come to you. 
So God's like, if you don't want to talk to me, that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I'm in heaven. I'm good. You know, God got to be super calm. He's like, man, hell, I ain't, you know, I'm good, you know? And so if we understand it, we'll say, okay, man, I, I have to quiet myself. And I have to say, okay, God, I got to spend more time with you because I promise you, spent time with God is never wasted time. You, you have to be, you have, you have to be open to uncovering if you want to custom all God. You got to be open to be uncovered or to uncover. Like God's a moving God. God is saying, hey, I'm trying to get you here. And, and like the NBA, they have analytics and stuff like that. Like they could, they can tell like when this person shoots from over here, they 22%, but they shoot from the top of the key, they 48%. Like, like they got the numbers and God's like, okay, like, 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 let me uncover this in you. So that you and I can do better when we're on the court. Let, let me uncover this for you so I can trust passing that rock over there to you. So I can trust passing the rock in that relationship. So I can trust you over there with a family. So I can trust you. Let me uncover some things. So I got to be willing to be uncovered and to uncover. And that's a fun experience with God. It's like, oh, you about to make me better? Who's the best trainer? Okay, all those athletes, and we see them on Instagram all the time. Who's that one? Who's a trainer that you like if you wish... When you was a hooper or you're a hooper now, you wish you could train with. Okay. And why is that? Top level, right? Who else? Or if there's anybody else. You say, hey, I want to be or who's or who's NBA players trainer you wish you knew. All right, we'll keep going. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that you want to be trained by them because they know something. They know the NBA moves. They know, they know the game at that level. So you want to be trained. And so when they tell you something, you listen. So, for instance, Harmony, if Donald Trump, you got a business, Donald Trump says, you know what, that's dumb. <laughs> if Donald Trump says it, 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 you come with him in a business proposition and you come with, him with an idea and he says, that's dumb, that ain't going to work, you're going to listen. I'm talking about if it's, I'm talking about if it's found, <laughs> fundamentally, foundationally a business thing. But like, you, if, if God don't give me no conviction, nothing like disagree with him, then you're gonna listen because he's an expert. Mm -hmm. If if LeBron comes in here and he says, "Yo, go at this angle, go like this," and you don't listen, you ain't trying to be in the league, right? God, the Holy Spirit, is trying to train us so that we can be better. That'd be dumb of me as a husband saying, "I don't, uh, Holy Spirit, I'm I'm not gonna go to the gym with you today." And I'm not no. Nah, I, uh, Holy Spirit, I, I know, I know, I need to work on that as a husband, but nah, I, I don't feel like working out in that area today. Oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to be doing this with my. I know I'm supposed to be reading books to my daughter. I know I'm supposed. I'm tired. I'm going to be a horrible dad, a horrible father, if I don't take training seriously. So I have to customize a work, a training experience with God. Like I have to, I have to say, okay, what we, what we training today. Well, I need to work on today. I need to be more loving. And, and the crazy thing about it is God will send trainers. And the Bible talks about that, that uh, Paul says there was a demon sent to buffet him. Like sometimes things, and hear me when I'm saying this, theological, understand what I'm saying. There's certain like demons are supposed to be spar partners. Like demons were really, were really kind of uh, sent into our lives or certain things happen in our lives to train us. That's why they say be very careful when you ask God to help me to be more patient. Because when you pray those kind of prayers, what, what is required for a person to become more patient? Huh? More obstacles. More obstacles. <laughs> 
So the thing is, if I we I think we don't really take that seriously about God because we're like, OK, God, I think we don't really want to be great. Like my mentality is different. It's revival or bust for me. Like my mentality is not just to be some preacher. No, I want to be one of the catalysts and one of the pillars of one of the, the third great reformation. I want to be a part of the revival movement. I want to be one of the, the spokespeople. I want to be a part of that. Like, like I don't want to, my mentality as a Christian is not to just be, oh, I went to church today. No, I want to cast demons out. I want to heal sick. I want to raise the dead. And you can't do that. You can't do that if you ain't really trying to put the work in. So if you just want to be a shallow Christian, then you're going to be missing when it comes to the revival. You're going to be missing when it comes to the important things of life. What do you want out of this? Like when I when I pursued my wife, it wasn't, it wasn't about, no, you be my girlfriend. I, I had a mission and marriage was the mission. <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't, no, I want to date you. That's some other girls you can look at. You fellas, you know, some girls you look at you like, I just want to mess around with her. And there's one girl that walked by, you're going to be like, I want to marry that one. Ladies, you know, you be like, all right, that's just someone. He's on my roster. I'm just texting. He just keeps me from being bored. But as soon as we, we all had rosters, some of y'all got rosters right now. You, you got a point guard. You got a shooting guard. You got a small forward. You got, you got a top five right now. You rotating. Right? You got a, and someone come off the bench. Six men of the year. You giving out awards at the end of the year. Babe, come here, girl. I know. I know you didn't get much playing time. I know you didn't start this year. But here's the six men of the six women in the war. But what I'm saying is, is that what was I saying about that point? Yeah, it was. I didn't. It wasn't about playing with her. Right. It was like, no, I want to marry you. Right. And the thing about us as Christians, we got to say, OK, God, I, I want this out of this with you. Like, like I want I want to be someone that that because I'm going to tell you something. I'm a married man. I'm a father now. There are certain things you can't do without spiritual strength. Without a prayer life. Like like when me, me and my wife was in the hospital for weeks, most of y'all don't even know that I was sleeping in a hospital room for five weeks. My wife was in the hospital for five weeks. Some of y'all didn't even know I was going to school and only had two or three hours sleep because the nurses kept coming in. Like, like, like I went through hell last year. And still had to come to school. Still had to have the Mr. Ezzy smile on my face. Like, if I didn't have a prayer life, I would have been dead last year. If I didn't have a prayer life, I would have been also admitted to the hospital. Like, like there's certain things you don't know that's going to come up. That if you don't have no, no equity, no prayer life, man, man, you, you ain't going to make it. And so you got to say, okay, man, hey, listen, man, train me. Like, right now, high school ball is different than college ball. High school players talk a lot of junk until they play until they play a, a college player. The, the 10th man on a college team will give high school players buckets. The, 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 the practice players on an NBA team can go to any YMCA. The 10th man, the 12th man on any NBA team will give any YMCA person buckets. You're not, you may not see them on TV, but they made it for a reason. And so the thing is, there's different levels to this. So I uncover anything in me, God, that's not ready for the next level. And you'll train with him. Also, to uncover stuff like, like God, <clears throat> show me where to go to uncover the God ideas, to uncover the important. Last but not least, R, so we can get out the way. 
Or you have to get rid of everything that is or will hinder the growth of your relationship. Get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Like, yo, your most important relationship on this planet is you and God. And it's crazy how most of us don't even spend 10, 20 minutes a day with him. We're talking about fully engaged. We're talking about turning the pages in the Bible. We're talking about studying. We're talking about being sharpened. And then one day you're going to meet a devil that none of your degrees can defeat. None of your friends can help you defeat. And if you are not in the gym with God every day, <clears throat> you're not going to be ready for the next level. So how do why, why customize relationship with God is so important? Because he's the most important person we can ever have. And if I don't take time to spend time with him, I'll be spending my time with everything else, robbing me of what I need to be doing to be strong for the next level. Any questions? We're good. All right, that's it.